Thank you to Haven's Kitchen for supporting this episode of Rogan Reasoned. Guys, my random Tuesday afternoon Target find has turned into a full-blown obsession. Haven's Kitchen Herby Chimichurri might have been the one that won me over, but since then, I've been cooking with all of their delicious, vegan, and gluten-free sauces. And while I would consider myself a decent cook, these fresh and ready packets have basically made me a full-blown chef. If you're ready to get sauce too, find them by using my exclusive link in the show notes for this episode. Also, be sure to follow them on Instagram at Haven's Kitchen and check out all of their amazing food inspiration there. Additional support for this episode is brought to you by Wicked Good Soul. With a ton of spiritual resources, Wicked Good Soul is a great space for clarity and connection. Explore the story of your soul, better understand the energies at play in your life, and take hold of your inner goddess and badassness through a carefully guided reading or consultation. You can also download your copy of Sophie's Spiral, a page-turning novella about a mythic journey a Shiro takes into the underworld. Visit www.wickedgoodsoul.com to learn more, and be sure to use code ROGUE20 at booking to get 20% off your next session. Hey friends, welcome back to Rogue and Reasoned, and happy Halloween for all of you who celebrate. I'm your host, Laura Swan-Siegman. I feel dumb saying that sometimes, like, I don't have guests, it's just me, so of course I'm the one talking. It's not like you'd confuse me with someone else, right? But then I think, what if this is someone's first episode? What if they dropped in and they have no idea who is speaking to them? So bear with me, I'll probably keep saying it, but yeah, hey, it's me again. Anyway, since this episode is dropping on Halloween, I thought I'd play off the spooky terminology of the holiday and tell you about my social nightmare. See what I did there? Seriously, though, I am very much an introvert, which I get might be absolutely confusing because here I am airing my thoughts, opinions, and suggestions on a podcast, of which can be listened to internationally if people want. And I've been putting shit out online for over seven years, have a website, etc. I've held jobs where I have to constantly talk to people, whether that be class participants, gym members, or the general public. But really, introvert. I don't know if it's an only child thing and the fact that I've learned how to be alone, and now that's how I feel most comfortable. And really, I've come a long way. I can't even begin to tell you how shy I was as a child. Like, cry when someone spoke to me, call my parents, pick me up from sleepover after one hour shy. But here I am yapping to you. So I'm proof you can make some progress, right? The thing is, though, I'm still incredibly awkward in social situations. I want to like them. I want to be more social, but I also don't. So it's a constant battle. Maybe it's an age thing. I like people less and less as each year passes and dogs more and more. Maybe you can relate. But it's not just people that make being social hard for me. It's everything that comes with it. The whole experience. And the biggest nightmare of all is this little thing called small talk. I fucking hate small talk. The whole, where are you from? Did you grow up around here? What do you do? Oh, do you have kids? Honestly, I'd rather hear anything else about you. Your most embarrassing moment. That time you slammed your finger on a car door. 
how you accidentally texted someone the wrong thing, or when you drunkenly told some guy at a music festival you'd have his babies. I don't know. All those other little things are painful. They make me want to cry. How's work? Well, Susan, I'm on the fucking edge of my patience this week, and if I get one more passive-aggressive email, I'm going to set my laptop on fire. Is that what you want to hear? No. People expect you to be like, oh, it's going. Busy, busy, but grateful to have a job that pays the bills. It's fake as fuck. It's awkward, and it's unavoidable in social situations. I've yet to come across any social event, and mind you, I'm not talking about hanging out with your bestie. I'm talking about being around a group you might know but haven't seen in a while or aren't very close to or some other completely new situation where you're forced to interact. But I have yet to come across any social event where I haven't had to small talk. It's a prerequisite. And not only is it fake and stupid, it's also creepy. I mean, think about it. I'm in a social situation where I'm meeting new people, right? And after 30 seconds of being around them, I'm supposed to tell them my full name, where I grew up, where I live now, what I do for work, my company's name, if I'm married or single, how many kids or pets I have, and what I'm doing this weekend. Are you fucking kidding me? It's basically a verbal application for my own Dateline episode. I've seen the world from a much different perspective, so I might not have the internal bliss some other people do. But... Do you know how many fucking weirdos are out there? And they aren't just in a dark room online in some chat room. They walk amongst us. They wear J. Crew shirts and go to social functions, too. And now they have all this personal information about you. No thanks. But sadly, while small talk is my number one social nightmare, there are others. I'm also often what I like to call the social orphan. It's always been this way for me. No one claims me. I was a kid in school that got picked last for teams, and now I'm the grown kid at social events who doesn't know where to sit or approaches a table just to have someone tell me it's full. Then I awkwardly wander around until I find a seat with a bunch of other social orphans. And then nightmare numero uno comes back to haunt me because then the small talk begins again. Now, during said small talk, you're expected to have reactions. You're expected to smile which is hard for me because I really have to exaggerate a smile to make it obvious to people that I am smiling. I have resting bitch face, or RBF as they call it, so even when I feel like I'm smiling, I'm basically not. It's rough. You're also expected to laugh at dumb jokes, and if a meal is served, it is not acceptable to eat in silence. You're supposed to continue to generate conversation with people you don't know. So in a desperate attempt to avoid this under the guise of being polite and having manners and not eating with my mouth full, I end up consuming 3.4 more dinner rolls than intended because I just keep putting stuff in the old hatch. So not only am I now a stalker, vulnerable, social orphan, I've also depleted my serotonin levels by about 15% with my fake laughter, and I've gained the equivalent of approximately one pound of body fat. Which, side note, before anyone jumps into my DMs to try to correct me or fact-check me or whatever, it's a joke. Those aren't actual reliable statistics. I know. Thank you to Fiverr for supporting this episode of Rogan Reasoned. I'm a lot of things, but one thing I am not is a sound engineer. So when it comes to editing my podcast episodes, I look to an awesome engineer I connected with on none other than Fiverr. As a small business owner, 
it is important to recognize when you need to outsource. By doing so, you not only free up your time, but you prevent your passion from becoming a pain. Visit the link in my show notes or head to www.lauraswanseekman.com and click on consulting to view Fiverr as one of my go-to business resources. Additional support for this episode is brought to you by Green Envy. I don't know about you, friend, but I'm hoping to age as gracefully as possible. And this means taking care of my skin with clean, non-toxic, and plant-active products, like those from Green Envy. I've used their skincare lines for years now, and wow, seriously, what a difference. My favorites include their pumpkin glycolic peel, clear face serum, protect face lotion, and voluptuous lip balm. And bonus, all of their products are gluten-free, cruelty-free, and vegan. Visit my exclusive link in the show notes to find your go-to Green Envy products and use code LAURASWANS-10 for 10% off. You'll also get free shipping and three free samples on all orders of $50 or more. I did a lot of research for this episode. And by that, I mean I polled my husband on what he felt was most uncomfortable about social situations and took to Google with the search phrase, how to improve social skills. My husband replied that he gets anxiety from too small of a group of people at times, one where you're expected to talk to everyone at some point and can't pick and choose who you might like and want to talk to, and when there's no out or activity, when it's just talking. An activity breaks up the pressure a little bit and it gives you a moment to regroup. Both points, I feel, are completely valid and I agree with them as well. In terms of my Google search results, the very first thing I landed on was a blog post from Amy Morin, a therapist and author, which is titled as and details 12 Ways to Improve Social Skills and Make You Sociable Anytime. Now, I am clearly not a therapist. I'm not at all saying she's wrong, and these tips might actually be really helpful for some people. But some of these sound terrible to me. Let's review. First tip, behave like a social person. Now, I am not opposed to a fake-it-till-you-make-it mentality here and there, but in order to complete this, I'd likely have to small talk. So that's going to be tough. Two, start small if necessary. Quote, if going to a party or spending time in a crowd seems overwhelming, start small. Go into the grocery store and say thank you to the clerk or go to a restaurant and order your food. Practice making small talk gradually, end quote. Here we go again with the small talk. I just want to pay for my groceries and go. Three, ask open-ended questions. Amy says, if you want the attention off you in a conversation, get familiar with open-ended questions. Encourage others to talk so you won't have to make the idle chit-chat. Ask questions that require more than a yes or no answer, and you may open the door to invite the other person to keep the conversation going. Okay, this one, I can get behind. This is actually a great tip. Redirection is key. If you don't want to talk about yourself, get someone to talk about themselves. Totally on board here. Four, encourage others to talk about themselves. Okay, basically the same as three. Five, create goals for yourself. Okay, my goal is to stay for 15 minutes longer than I actually want to, to see if shit improves. So I'll be there for at least 20 minutes. Got it. Six, offer compliments generously. She details, compliments can be a great way to open the door to conversation. Offer a coworker a compliment on a presentation he gave at a meeting or compliment your neighbor on his new car. Compliments can show others that you are friendly. 
Now, I'll give this a try also, but if you've listened to this episode and I start complimenting the fuck out of you and everyone else in some social situation we encounter each other in, please see this as a cry for help and know that I am struggling socially. Just lead me to my car if it goes on too long. Seven, read books about social skills. (sighs) I feel like this is a sad place in my life if I have to jump on Amazon and order books about being social, so I'd rather just not be than... Eight, practice good manners. Well, looks like I'm adding another dinner rule to the menu. Nine, pay attention to your body language. Guys, I'm just fucked on this. Amy says, pay attention to the type of body language you use. Try to appear relaxed, make appropriate amounts of eye contact, and appear open to conversation. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm capable. <laughs> That's sad. Okay, 10, join a social skills support group. Absolutely not. I'm not going to put myself into a social group that is supposed to help me with being in a social group. That's a double nightmare. 11. Stay up to date on current events. Ooh, this one is hard nowadays. If I have to sit around one more conversation about why someone hates Trump or wants to have a debate about vaccines or COVID or some other Karen style Facebook rant, I'll implode. Now, if you want to talk about the most current crime junkie podcast episode, I'm game. That's my kind of current event. Last one, 12, identify and replace negative thoughts. Amy explains, if you have a lot of negative thoughts about your social interactions, it could become a self-fulfilling prophecy. For example, a person who thinks, I'm really awkward and I will embarrass myself, may sit in the corner at a party. As a result, he may leave the party thinking he must be really awkward because no one talked to him. Let's just be honest. This is clearly me. I do this. It is happening right now. This episode is about social nightmares. I just called myself a social orphan, but I'm not sure if I can imagine taking a deep breath before I enter a social setting and tell myself, I'm going to be so socially accepted this evening. I'd rather just be real with you and be like, I feel fucking uncomfortable right now. And maybe we can all have a fake laugh at my expense, you know? So does anyone else feel me? Am I alone over here? I can't imagine I am. But maybe you are Captain Social. If you are, share your best tips. I have nothing to lose, really. Or if you want to share your social nightmares, I'd love to hear them. Actually, that would be my preferred way to bond with you because it's not small talk. It's some down-to-earth, real fucking facts about you and something we can pathetically connect over. So hit me up on Instagram at Rogue Raisin Podcast or at Laura Swan Siegman, and we'll hash out our social woes together. And in your next social situation, may I propose two things? First, change up the small talk, open with a really random fact or story, and save your kids' ages for later. And second, adopt a social orphan. Everyone deserves a home, right? Save each other. Make it less of a nightmare. (laughs) Anywho, thanks for listening to my social scaries. Great TED Talk, huh? I hope you have a happy, healthy, and safe Halloween. Please don't eat too much candy and give yourself diabetes. We'll meet back here in a couple of weeks for our next chat. And until then, stay badass. Talk soon, friend. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogan Reason podcast, visit www.loraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.